ARE Study Guide Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the ARE Study Guide Podcast. In our previous episode, we were talking about wind and natural ventilation. So I think it's only fitting that in this episode, we talk about mechanical ventilation. In an ideal utopian world, we could just use all of our natural resources, such as sun and wind, and we wouldn't need any mechanical systems to heat or cool our buildings. But for most buildings, that is not practical. Except for small buildings with few occupants, most buildings are going to create tremendous amounts of internal heat gain. From the equipment to the number of occupants, they're going to be producing a lot of heat. To offset that heat, we need to use mechanical systems. In general, we can classify buildings as being internal load dominated or external load or skin load dominated. So an internal load dominated is what I was just talking about. When a building has so many occupants or equipment that it's going to heat up the building so much that that is our biggest concern for thermal comfort. A skin load dominated building is when there's so much heat transfer through the building's envelope that that is going to be our biggest concern when we think about our occupants' thermal comfort. So we are going to use mechanical systems for the heating and cooling, generally speaking. But we still need fresh ventilation in our buildings. The International Mechanical Code requires that there's a minimum operable area equal to 4% of the floor area for ventilation. So what that means is that you need operable windows equal to 4% of the floor area. If you didn't have operable windows to allow for ventilation, you would have a really stuffy building. And having a stuffy building isn't just about discomfort, it actually means you are going to have a low indoor air quality, which can be harmful for your occupants. In addition to having operable windows, you need to have a minimum ventilation rate. This ventilation rate is provided in table 403.3.1.1 in the International Mechanical Code. You don't need to memorize that, just know that it's 403. That would be the section of the International Mechanical Code where you're going to find the minimum ventilation rates. The minimum ventilation rates are gonna be based on occupancy classification, the activity that's being done within the occupancy, and the density of the occupants. This table is going to assume that there is no smoking in your building. If smoking is permitted in your building, an engineer will need to design the ventilation calculations. So back in the day, before we had really good envelopes for thermal protection, buildings used to breathe, so to speak meaning that there was so much air being exchanged from the indoors through the outdoors through the building skin. But now we've loaded our cavities with insulation. They don't breathe at the same rate. So now mechanical ventilation is required to make sure that we are having enough airflow between the indoors and outdoors. In general, it's recommended that there's a minimum of five air changes per hour within a space. But our energy codes don't allow for that much air leakage, so we need mechanical ventilation. Demand control ventilation is ventilation that will automatically adjust based on the occupancy level. Typically, these systems work by monitoring 
the carbon dioxide in the space because the more carbon dioxide, that means the more occupants. So then it can trigger the system to go on and increase the ventilation to the space. Again, that's called demand control ventilation. So everything we've talked about so far is ventilating the spaces that our occupants are using. We also need to ventilate our unoccupiable spaces, such as attics and crawl spaces. For ventilating our attics and crawl spaces, you can either use mechanical ventilation or vents. In my personal experience, I've used vents, but that's because I've focused more on residential projects. So with a vent, if you can imagine, it's like a grid mesh, right? Let's say our vent is one foot by two foot, and then there's the grid overlaid. We're not getting one foot by two foot of ventilation because that grid is only allowing so much air to get through between the openings. The amount of ventilation that that vent allows is called the net free area. The net free area is the actual area where air can actually pass through. Net free cross ventilation area is the amount of ventilation that is required for an area. The IBC says that the net free cross ventilation area for an attic or crawl space is required to be one in 150 of the area of the space. So if it's 1,500 square feet of crawl space, you'll need 10 square feet of ventilation area. For an attic, you can reduce it to one in 300 if you use vapor barriers. We always install vapor barriers on the warm side of the insulation. So in cool climates, the warm side is always going to be the occupiable portion because it's gonna be warmer where the people are because they're gonna have the heater and it's gonna be cooler outside, so it'll be facing the occupiable space. For an attic, a vent needs to be placed above the insulation. For a crawl space, the net-free ventilation area can be reduced to one in 1,500 if you have a vapor retarder. Even if you install a vapor retarder, you still need vents. Let's say your crawl space only is like 500 or 1,000 square feet, and you have a vapor retarder. So your calculation says less than one. So you might think you don't need a vent. You always need vents. You need to have the vents to still allow cross ventilation. So it might not require that you need that much area of vents per the code, but you still need them because you need to have air moving from one side of the crawl space to the other. If you don't want to use vents or you can't use vents, you can use mechanical ventilation for both crawl spaces and attics. The system must be able to automatically turn on when the relative humidity in the space is equal to 60% or more. Why do we ventilate our attics? For condensation control, to prevent ice dams from forming at our roof eaves, and to prevent overheating in warm and temperate climates. Attic ventilation works by coming in under our overhangs through soffit vents, and then the air comes out through our roof through ridge vents, turbine vents, gable vents, or gable fans. All right, so that's mechanical ventilation. Not too bad. Next up, we're gonna dive even deeper into our mechanical systems. Until next time, bye.